Got the birthday girl. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Happy birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday. Thank you. So this is, I'm going to do a quick intro. This is a VHS playback or a podcast where we normally talk about uh, uh, 90s movies. We talk over 90s movies that we watch. But today is a special day. It's our good friend Cordelia's birthday. So Whoa! I thought it would be fun. <laughs> I thought it'd be fun for the birthday. Instead of doing a regular length episode, we do like a mini episode uh, where I have some topics that I'm going to give you guys to talk about. So let's introduce ourselves. I am Rob Cousino. And I'm Rob Cousino. Two of us. And I'm Rob Cousino. <laughs> and I'm Rob Cousino. <laughs> if this is the first episode you're listening to, this is going to be a nightmare for you. We are called the Robs. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, do it quick, do it for real, do it for real too, though, just so they have it. <laughs> I thought we were like phones. Actually, no. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. No rules on the special birthday podcast. We do what we like, guys. Deal with it. I like it. Better this way. <laughs> so first off. How's it going, Cordy? How's your birthday? Good, good. I woke up at like 5 p.m., laid in bed all day. It was great. Had a bagel. Goddamn. Yeah. Nice. Whoa, where'd you get a bagel from? Oh, from my pantry. Oh, shit. What? Uh, dude, uh, pantry bagels. I actually... Sorry, go ahead. No, pantry bagels are the best. <laughs> I actually ate food that I didn't make myself for the first time since I started sheltering at home yesterday. I had what was a, it? Uh, I had a cinnamon, there's a bakery. I was in Grand Rapids for a, a shoot. And there's a bakery there that's vegan and gluten-free called Rise. And I got a cinnamon roll from there. I ate it. It was fucking amazing. That sounds like the fat content was too high. And it fucked my stomach all up because of my gallbladder problems. Rob, so my body is too oh broken God. to have sweets. Would you say you're sheltering out of place? I'm sheltering uh, in, I got no joke. Fuck. No, that was... <laughs> <laughs> I am currently, by the way, I am currently in Chicago in a Hilton hotel room. Uh, and the hotels are very different uh, during COVID-19. Um, you have to, like, be buzzed in, and then you have to wear a mask, and they check you in, and they don't clean your room, and you can't get room service or new towels. It's like once you're in your room, it's your space. And I have a feeling that it's going to make a lot of hotel guests suddenly give a shit about the mess they leave in a hotel, which I think is very interesting. <laughs> I use six feet apart yeah, every other room. Oh, yeah, they moved all the rooms. And what they did was they picked each room up and they moved them six feet apart, and no one's allowed to go into each other's rooms. But actually, what's interesting is they didn't. I thought that they were going to do it so, like, I don't know why I thought this, but I thought they were going to do it so, like, every other room was empty. But why would they do that? But also, there's, like, four people in this entire hotel, which is also super fucking eerie and very Shining-esque. Are you in the city? Um, like, in the city? I, I'm in I'm I'm in a weird little town, a lovely little town. I shouldn't shit on it because I don't know anything about it. Called Lombardo, and it's about forty minutes west of Chicago. I'm okay. twenty minutes outside of West Chicago, and that's where I'm filming tomorrow for this project. Oh, that's Dave Lombardo's uh, city. That is the mayor of the drummer of Slayer. <laughs> that was such a deep pull. I can't even follow that level of fucking Slayer fandom up with anything relevant to the conversation. He's also playing with the Misfits, if that means anything. 
Oh, that means everything. Okay. Also, is that is that guy literally your favorite person in the world? Well, in the town of Lombardo, yeah. <laughs> I will say uh, Lombardo Walmart, very clean. That's the only thing I've seen in Lombardo. So if I'm speaking to what I know in Lombardo, pretty good job on that Walmart, guys. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So, Cordy, uh, I was thinking it'd be fun today. I frequently have conversations with folks about shit from the 90s where I'll be like, I love this thing when I was a kid and no one knows what the fuck I'm talking about. So I, I, I was thinking it'd be fun today if we all kind of each introduced a thing that is from our childhood and explained it to each other to see if any of us know what we're talking about. Um, so who would like to go first with that thing that they always talk about that blows people's minds? They don't know what they're talking about. I can go first. Rob, you've heard me talk about this like a hundred thousand times because it's my weird reference that I always bring up. Um, there's this cartoon in the nineties called Captain Simeon and the space monkeys. And it's, it was about these four or five monkeys that lived on a spaceship and they're all different kinds, like an orangutan, a chimpanzee, a spider monkey, and they're all astronauts. And they just fought like space lords. And it was super weird. And it was really, it was really witty writing, but it was really kind of, um, I don't know. It was just really weird. And a lot of eccentric uh, characters were developed in the show. So that's my weird 90s reference. And nobody ever knows. So so I remember the name of it, but I might only remember the name of it because we've talked about it before. But I swear I remember the name or maybe the toys of this. Josh, did we have those toys? I mean, there's a there's a chance. Uh, or am when I came to the toys that I played with when I was a kid, I had no idea what any of them were up until the point where I like our family had enough money for me to start buying toys. <laughs> so I was just, I was just playing with like I think uh, an amalgamation of like He Man and knockoff company toys and things purchased from garage sales. So it very well could have been, but. I never would have known, and I don't know how I could know from looking at those toys for some of I, I them. Feel, I feel like the, the toys from Bucky O'Hare are right. similar enough to what you're describing, yeah, no, Cordelia. That I've, no, it's exactly the same. I mean, it's right on the same lines, yeah. <laughs> the captain saving the space. Like, I, I, I like remember that now, now, I, now. I can't tell if you've polluted my memory. Yeah, I know. I've, with telling me about this thing over and over again or not, because yeah. I feel like I remember it right now, but I definitely don't remember anything besides monkeys and spacesuits, which I believe were also the bad guys at Bucky O'Hare. Oh, really? Yeah, I never watched that. I think the bad guys at Bucky O'Hare were literally monkeys and spacesuits. Uh, there was there was a crew member that was a. Uh, it was a it was a human crew member disguised himself as a monkey. Is that what I'm thinking of? The the, the villains were all uh, were all frogs and toads because mm-hmm. their their ships were giant frog heads that when you rocked the the toy ship back and forth, it would make a croaking sound. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I do. That's right. I totally forgot that. Do you think that the battle toads were the villains in Bucky O'Hare's universe? <laughs> Not <laughs> exactly what I thought. <laughs> Tom, Tom, what do you got for us? <laughs> I really don't got much, honestly. Um, I didn't watch a lot of um I don't feel like I watched a lot of like television when I was younger. Or uh part of me thinks I remember Bucky O'Hare. That sounds really fucking interesting. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but uh I don't know. Like I remember, I remember Toxic Avengers before I have actually the, car, the cartoon before I've actually known what a trauma film was. 
Oh, it was Tox- um, Toxic Crusaders was the cartoon. Was like okay, it was Toxic Crusaders. Okay, yeah. Okay. Toxic Avengers uh, were the extremely violent thing it was based from. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, isn't that way. interesting? Isn't that interesting though? Like, can you think of another time in our lives where there was a a hard R movie that got turned into a kids show that we loved? <laughs> uh, aliens. Uh, was there an Aliens kids show? Oh, maybe not. Yeah, I don't think there really was. Yeah, I would have watched the shit out of that though. <laughs> that, that was just playing up to Tom. <laughs> oh um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Josh, what do you got for us? Uh, well, uh, this is an this is an interesting poll. Uh, I was trying to think if I had things that I I talked to people about from the '90s that that, that came up that other people didn't know. Uh, it doesn't necessarily think, have to be from the 90s, by the way, Josh. It could just be anything from your childhood that you you saw a movie or a film that was like something that you're like, that was a weird fucking thing. Well, uh, shit, I guess I have two possible options for this now. So I was going to say the I, first one, which I don't know if this is more or less interesting than the other one I was going to choose, was a, a video game called Star Control, uh, which was one of the weirdest computer games that I've ever played. And I have, it took me years to figure out what the name of it was because the descriptions that I had for it and the things that were in this game were inscrutable. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was a, it was a joystick controlled like computer battle game where, where at best it was like, like maybe 16 bit graphics. You got to pick your race of alien, including like you could be the only, the only thing that was representative of earth was a monkey in like a, <laughs> A, a, a like launched out space pod ship that's only weapon was uh, blowing itself up. Uh, but the way that you would play that oh, game I is you had to that. have, you had to have like three wheel. It, it had like a, a color wheel, like an artist color wheel sort of thing. And you would have to turn it to see like what you needed to say to people and what the weaknesses of different enemies were. And then we had to also print out this giant guide. That's like, I still have the giant guide. It's like maybe in in hundreds of pages long because you would, it would be like, there would be a face of an alien would pop up and it would say like alien etiquette question. Like you were approached by a large creature. It says to you, and then it's just a bunch of gibberish. It says, what is the proper response based on this alien's culture? Weird. And like, it was just like, uh, for some reason it was super entertaining to, to us but it was more of like a challenge to even make the game happen for, yeah. uh, for a bunch of children looking at like the most complex, like I can't imagine right now if I were to like sign on to Halo and it would be like, all right, so listen, you're going to need to print out this disc, spin it to three different positions. And then you're going to have to answer a question about this alien's art and art history in, on his planet. Otherwise you can't drive that fucking car. I like that. You know what? What was the game called, Josh? Uh, Star Control. So here's the thing about Star Control. Star Control, that took balls to make that game because what they assumed was that this game is going to be so dope and so popular that people are going to get to a Star Wars level of understanding of every character in that game in order to play the game. So whoever made that was like, fuck it, I did it. This is the thing people are going to obsess over. Right, right. (laughs) And then they made that the game itself rather than ever put out the content that people should have been obsessing over, which should have been the actual game. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, but I feel like the creator of that game is probably like the same creator who would build their own like D and D type universe, like a, their own tabletop game, to where it's like, oh yeah, everybody just understands like the dynamics and how you know the inner workings of you know this world that is created. Oh wait, no, nobody understands that. <laughs> yeah, which is which. I, also, speaking to that really quick, you guys have been playing D and D. Why does everyone sort of understand the world that D and D is created and know how to play it? Well, that's it's, fucking weird. It's our new quarantine uh, game. But that's, it's not like a real world that's set up. You kind of like the dungeon master, they kind of create the world as you go. Like every game is totally different. I mean, it's all imagination based and they, you know, it's whatever the dungeon master throws in front of you, you kind of tackle. So do you, do you guys finish like a, uh, do you guys finish a campaign every time you play or do these campaigns take weeks? No, it's ongoing. I mean, we've probably played like 15 times now. So it's just like, what do you play like an hour at a time? Oh, I, like three or four. I think, I mean, I'd consider like the whole, like every session we have is one campaign as well. You know, I mean, does that seem like about a, right? Like as long like as we're like the same uh, players. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I just um, a chapter of a book. Yeah. I mean, it's still like one big cool. book in the long run, but you're doing little. Mid- I've always thought D and D is super fucking cool and I've never played it. So, oh. but I've always thought it's like such a cool idea. It took me yeah, until well, I was 38 you. to finally play it. <laughs> I, I, uh, like Rob. Oh. I learned the hard way that, uh, if you're being the dungeon master, first off, uh, the players just want to fuck you over. <laughs> and second, <laughs> uh, second, uh, if you are, uh, Everybody has a certain degree of understanding about the rules of Dungeons and Dragons because it's like that's the the, the I, I would say that's like the archetype for what fantasy worlds are. But it is definitely beneficial to like if you're going to be playing uh, Dungeons and Dragons to have like a discussion of here's what this world is, here's what like our overall arc is going to be like a little bit, and here are things that are different than what you would expect to a certain extent. Oh man, we didn't um, have that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I was uh, I was a dungeon master for one one brief series of games, uh, and my first game ended with my my uh, my girlfriend at the time uh, leaving the table crying, and uh, two people having an argument at the table, and then their characters almost fighting each other over just the events of what happened in the the first <laughs> first time of us ever playing. No, that's right, Josh. I mean, I cry after every game too, so. <laughs> I had two people uh, uh, vow to never play with me again. Oh, so so hold on. Oh, so, for, so Cordelia, for you, it's just your new risk. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> and it's so funny being blind. You know, after being blind for twelve years now, like this is the only sort of board game or tabletop game that's made sense that I can actually completely play. <laughs> Yeah, but also I was referencing the fact that whenever you guys would play Risk, it would end up in an actual fist fight. Oh, yeah, yeah. That too. That too. Uh, I, I never played Risk with you guys. I remember every once in a while it would be like, oh, shit, it's Risk night. And everybody understood that when Risk started, Risk ended with a fist fight if it was involving Patrick's. Well, as long as we got older and, like, started drinking, that's when it got, you know, a little nutty. Like, nerd fights. Yeah, it's cool. Which, which I've also never played Risk. <laughs> Um, it always seems super cool, but I've never played it. It's also fun. You'd like it. Uh, yeah, you'd like um, it. For sure. I'd like to say yeah, most Dungeons yeah. and Dragons doesn't actually end up end with crying. And also, I take down the responsibility for what happened. <laughs> well, Josh, after, after this episode of the podcast, I'll be crying. 
To be clear, Josh uh, literally said the caveats, everything he's ever done with, I take that as a responsibility for what's just happened. <laughs> I can't remember the last time Josh took responsibility for anything. Uh, <laughs> How about you, Rob? What's your strange poll from the 90s? So I got a couple weird ones I wanted to bring up. Uh, the first one I want to talk about is uh, one that you will very clearly remember that I want to get into with you a little bit, Cordy, that is a movie called Mr. Boogity. <laughs> <laughs> So has anybody besides Cordelia and I seen Mr. Boogity? So to clarify, I not. to clarify, I did not see Mr. Boogity. I saw the sequel and I've only seen this. Okay. <laughs> Bride of Boogity, which yeah. I did not know existed yeah. until we had this conversation. Where I, didn't you explained that. I didn't know there was another one. <laughs> so, so Mr. Boogity is a movie about, I, uh, I'm going to, I have not seen this movie in fucking years. So this is going to be the worst summation of this film. Give it a go. If I remember <laughs> right, it's a, it's a movie, as we know, there was a time period in Hollywood where all fathers were failed inventors, a la gremlins. And in this movie, the dad was, the dad was a, uh, fledgling inventor or he owned a practical joke store. I can't remember which one it was. Uh, either way, I guess a bad invention is just a practical joke. Always, right? Like every failed invention ends up being a practical joke. It's but, a practical uh, joke so, from God, uh, the inventor. So, <laughs> so he, he, they buy a house and somehow there ends up being a release of a boogie monster in the house that they inevitably haunts the house and they take it down with a vacuum. And the boogie monster sort of looks like a cross between a witch and like a hooded troll from a fantasy world. It's a very cool looking monster and it haunts my uh, dreams to this day. Cordelia, can you fill in any blanks that I left? I think the monster, he, he dresses like a ghost that's a pilgrim, but his face is melting kind of like a Freddy Krueger type face. That was way better yeah, than what I did. Yes, and I believe you're way far more accurate. I don't know if the pilgrim hat was in the first one or the second one, though, because I thought he just had a hood I don't on think he had one. a hat. Like, I don't remember him seeing with a hat. He just had, like, kind of longish white hair, like, down to his chin, maybe. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think he does. I got I to gotta look it up to remember it. So, Mr. Boogity. So, Tom, have you ever seen Mr. Boogity? I haven't, you know, but that did remind me of uh, one I could bring up in elementary school on, on like rain days, you know, recess, you know, rain. So you got to stay inside or whatever. There were a couple, there was like a movie that I swear to God, I've only seen in school, like maybe two or three times, but I've always been fascinated with it. Like afterwards, like seriously, like after like high school, I just sort of had like a dream about it. I'm like, oh shit, what was that movie? But here's the premise. It takes place in like America in the suburbs or whatever. And these children are walking home from school and there there's like an art class involved. There's like a teacher at school or something. Anyway, they go to, they, they find a house. It's like abandoned. It's obvious. Right. And one of the kids dares the kid, the, like a couple of the characters dare another character, another like student kid or whatever to go into the house because they think it's haunted. Right. So the kid ends up going in there. Uh, a ghost, like apparently, is there and scares them. Scares them so bad they went bald. And so the kid, what he did was to remedy this, he went back to the house, and he finds the ghosts and asks for the, um, a way to get his hair back. And they make up this, and and the ghosts, like you know, they're like candid about it, right? They're like, okay, here you go. This is how you get your hair back. And it involves peanut butter. It involves like dead flies. It's, it was it was weird, right? And the punchline, right, is that 
he does this, he grows a bunch of hair, and then the evil art teacher uses his hair to make magical paintbrushes. And this movie, I mean, I seriously, I, I've looked it up before. I found it. I don't remember the title, but it Casper. was a weird movie. And do you know, do you know, is, is that, is that legit? It is not Casper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is not Casper. Yeah. Tom, Tom, I missed the, the beginning of this. Is this an animated film? It is not. No, it's a live action film. Oh, this wow. is fucking bonkers. I've never it's seen silly. one. And, and in case you watch it, I'm not even going to give the ending because if you find it, first of all, I'll, I'll look, I'll look for it again. You know what? I'll look for it again. I'll, I'll, I'll find it. But anyway, it was, that's, uh, you won the game. I didn't even know there was a, a winner in this, but I think you just won. What if Cliff <laughs> find it? <laughs> also, do you guys oh, remember, do you remember Attack of the Killer Tomatoes? They had a cartoon. I remember the cartoon. I've never actually seen the movies, which Chris Rossick has been a fucking diehard fan of for years. I remember. I love the toys. I still have a bunch of the toys. I think I oh, lent really? you one. Didn't I lend you one? I thought I no. gave you one, Cordy, that you could like paint. I got. I have one that you can have if you want to paint it. Yeah, that'd be uh, awesome. Spoiler alert. It's a red circle. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, I will give you one. I have like the bowl. Do you remember the bowl one? It had like bull horns and like a hoop through its nose. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. I have that one still. But yeah, I fucking love that cartoon. Yeah, it was awesome. I didn't know it was a film when I used to watch that cartoon. Oh, yeah, there you go. That's another. No, I don't know if that's rated R. That's another horror movie turned to cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, we watched the films like uh, way before the cartoons came out. So it was super cool to see them turn into a cartoon. I've always thought of um, Camp Candy as the spiritual sequel to uh, Friday the 13th. What is that? I've never heard of that. Camp Candy. Oh, Camp Candy was the Camp Candy was a cartoon show where John Candy voiced himself uh, running really? a children's camp, and all oh kinds of craziness happened. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Yeah. You know, Roseanne had like an animated show at one time where like she was a child called Little Rosie. Yeah. Oh wow! Really? Everybody did that, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Bobby's World was something I loved. Yeah, um, I like Bobby's World. I think that was based Bobby's off of Howie yeah. Mandel. Howie Mandel wrote Bobby's World, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I, I did he write so, yeah. it or was he just like a voice on it? He did both. That was his show. Yeah. I thought that was the thing that made when, him famous. Uh, someone hacked, uh, it was before hacking, but someone like spliced in uh, 35 seconds of pornography into a Bobby's World that went live on television. Do you guys remember that no. news story from when you were kids? No I never way. saw it. Is that I real? Story. Uh, it's 100% real. There, there was the thing that was like Whoa. a TV pirating that was happening for a brief period of time. There's that one famous one where the guy who wears the Max Headroom mask. Have you ever seen that? It's fucking horrifying. Oh, God. I'll send yeah, it to you. Uh, that was during a political uh, what, speech of some kind, what right? What was the weird thing he said? He said a bunch of really weird shit. Do you remember? Uh, Any of it, Josh? I remember part of it involved like slapping someone's ass. Mm-hmm. Which is also very jarring to to just have on your television when you're not expecting it. Uh, <laughs> it's like it's like it's like fifty percent funny and fifty percent nightmare fuel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of nightmare fuel, uh, I do have one other uh, one of these I wanted to bring up, which Josh will remember because <laughs> this is a film when we were kids. You used to be able to get free kids movies at the <laughs> at the uh, video rental store by us and at the library. And we found this movie that was a one-man show called In Search of the Wow, Wow, Wibble, Wobble, Wazzy, Woodle, Woo. Uh, oh, yeah, and this was 
like legitimately my favorite fucking thing in the world when I was good. I actually have a character, one of the puppets from it, tattooed on my back. Oh um, shit. Okay. That's the only tattoo I have not gotten from one of the two of you. That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> my friend uh, uh Brooke Jacoby did it. He works at um he works at um oh my god, what's your tattoo shop called? Eternal in uh and Howell. Okay. Um, and he's, yeah, he's a good friend and a fantastic artist and a lovely human being and he he gave me that tattoo on my back and it's great um but that this film was essentially eternal i believe it's about a kid that gets grounded in his room so he has to use his imagination to entertain himself and it's like a musical one-man show <laughs> where whatever he's thinking about he has to find this wah 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 zuru, which by the way i don't even remember if they ever find it or if they show it at the end i don't remember so, the ending of this film to, to my memory of it uh the idea um which i i don't know if you if you said it the the actor writer sole sole person in it is a man named tim noah and you can still buy it from his website <laughs> Uh, but the art, his, by the way, the real quick, the art direction in this thing is f- the coolest. Like Cordelia, if you saw this, you would have thought it fell out of your fucking brain when you were a kid. It's like it's it, it looks like an uncolored coloring book. It's like these line art that's like penciled in, kind of like that aha take me on video. And then and then the set like it's extremely colorful and everything's built out of like fabrics and like uh, puppets yeah. are extremely like strange looking and they kind of live very well. And there's like just everything's like scaled ridiculously like these things are giant but josh go on about the plot i'm sorry okay uh i was gonna say too with that set direction uh everything was built in such a way that like there's a jungle scene and so to make it be the jungle scene like the dresser drawers open up and like plant leaves come out and like uh different tree branches fold in from the sides and every set piece that's just this plain black and white piece opens up to something else uh for for the different versions of the room for his imagination uh, which is all super cool. Uh, huh. and, uh, <laughs> but yeah, like the, the plot of it to my memory is that uh, he was getting in trouble because he had an overactive imagination. Super cool. And his mom kept getting upset with him because he was being too loud and, and that he, he wasn't doing his homework and all this different stuff. And so, but the, the end of it is him coming to like uh, the realization it's a good thing. Like the discovery of the, his, his mind takes him on the journey to find the wow, wow, wibble woggle wazzy woo woo and it turns out it's like no it's just your imagination's a good thing to have and with your imagination you can do anything you can be creative you can your life is much better with it than it is like trying to push away your imagination to be a better worker yeah do you guys remember like do you guys remember the cartoon ah real monsters oh yeah yes so the puppets all look like they fell out of that universe. They're all like, you know, it'll be like one's like a ball with tiny short arms and giant lips and sunglasses on. And like, they're just like super. And one of them just looks like a worried emoji. He's great. That's the one I have tattooed on my back because I felt like it was the most fitting for my, me and my life. Um, <laughs> I, I, I want to I bring up, I've got the, the VHS box with me and the back of this tape. Uh, granted, I think we got it from the library. So it, we wouldn't have seen this description. But if I saw this description, I would have no idea what I was looking at. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, first, it, you have a picture of Tim Noah flexing, and it says, Tim Noah, Emmy Award-winning songwriter, nationally acclaimed recording artist, star of stage and television. He's flexing and smiling in like a goofy way. And then it says, what is the wow, wow, wibble, wobble, wow, wow, wibble, woggle, wazzy, woodle, woo, and then just a bunch of random like typed in 
characters after that. It says, join the search and make the discovery with Tim Noah. Meet <laughs> the big booger, TM. <laughs> Musty Moldy <laughs> Melvin, TM. Yeah. Greasy, gr- <laughs> Greasy Grimy Gertie, TM. And many more fantastic characters in a musical celebration of the imagination, period. A story for the entire family, period. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just says award-winning soundtrack as an entirely separate paragraph. He's really selling himself. The thing is, is the man's work speaks for itself. He didn't need to do all that work. I mean, it's really good. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it was very good. It's just so uh, like I'm from reading that. It's uh, and, and the front has a picture of him as a superhero with two of the monster puppets. Like he's leaning on one of the. Uh, when I say monster puppets, it's like. They're they're people in costumes size puppets. Yeah, some of them are even bigger. There's one that's just a foot in the leg that's at least twenty feet high. Yeah, that's cool. that's big booger. That's his uh, his bully from the from the school. Uh, also, musty moldy Melvin is so good. That's such a fun thing to say, even as an adult. Like it's brilliant. <laughs> but anyway, that's my weird thing. Is there any chance that either of you guys happen to have any idea what the fuck I'm talking nope. about? Nope, not at all. Yeah, no idea. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I feel like my idea here was like we could pick apart each other's weird shit and be like we all saw it. And it ended up being us just all recommending super weird shit. Uh, um, so for my recommendation, it's in search of the Wawa with Wawazi Woo. Cordelia's was uh, Captain Simeon the Space Mutants. Tom's um, mine recommendation mine, is mine. the Ghost of No stop, Hair. Stop! 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 <laughs> I just found the name. It's the peanut butter solution. And Oats. then anything by Yahoo Serious. <laughs> <laughs> peanut butter solution. The peanut I, butter solution. Funny. Hold on. You know this. I do know it's, the name of this. It's it wild. Was a book. Was it? It was a book. Oh, I think it was a book. It's, oh, let's do this really quick. Hey, do you guys remember the fucking kids book where like the sub where the teacher was a nice teacher and the kids were shitty? So then she fucking like uh, it was called like Miss Melvin is missing. I think it's called. And she yeah, like we, leaves. And then this horrible monster woman comes in and like punishes the children. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? No. <laughs> is that like the magic bus or something? It's like it's like if the if it's like if the teacher from the magic school bus who was awesome left and then an evil witch woman showed up and tortured those children. Miss <laughs> Nelson is missing. Miss Nelson is missing. What I don't know. Is there any other weird shit you guys want to talk about? This is like a good opportunity to do this. Uh, I just want to say really quick that I I think it might have been in the Mighty Ducks episode that you brought that up because I'm editing that episode right now. <laughs> that we, we we brought up and we're like, yeah, Miss Nelson is missing, and got the reaction like, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> uh, I just I described it as uh, Miss Frizzle disappears and is replaced by a mean goth woman. <laughs> yeah, oh, that is accurate. She is mean and goth. What about video games, guys? I mean, I I feel like besides talking about like the big ones, like when we were growing up, like besides talking about like GoldenEye and like Mortal Kombat, like what weird video games did you guys have? I mean, okay, so like this one might be bigger than people than I than you mean, but Conker's Bad Fur Day was a game I fucking loved for the multiplayer. And that is a game I feel like a lot of people never know what I'm talking about when I bring up. Yeah, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Conker's Bad Fur Day was like a rated m game for n64 which was like super rare i think they only have two titles for the entire n64 that had a rated m on it i think it was mortal kombat and conquers red for a day i'm not positive but i'm pretty sure and that game sucked but the multiplayer was fucking awesome because you could do uh 
two on two, and then you could determine how many bots each team got so they could have an army. And it was like squirrels versus these like psychotic teddy bears. And they had like melee weapons and machine guns and all kinds of shit. It was super fun to play. And I used to play it at uh, some friends' houses after school, like every day for probably almost a year of my life. Too funny. Well, it was also like the first video game that swore in it. So that was like a big deal when that came out. Oh, yeah, oh, for sure. Uh, for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Also, the other game that pops in, the head, in my head was when uh, Nick and I, for some reason, got obsessed with beating uh, <laughs> the uh, Leisure Suit Larry <laughs> game. <laughs> it was toast. It had like a really bad name. It was like Leisure Suit Larry Sorority Calls or something like that. It was something really fucking lame. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, Cordelia? Yeah. There are a couple of games like for Genesis that we like, we always bought like kind of off brand names, like just by third companies. Like uh, there's this game called X Mutants. And I think it was kind of based off of X-Men, obviously. <laughs> and uh, like the gameplay was like really, really rough and it was super, super hard. It was just kind of like your standard side scroller at the time. Uh, but that was like fun. Um, there was another game called Battletech, which was like a, like a Robotech type game like you know giant mech warriors but the mechanics of the game were fucking terrible so you had to play as two players to actually make it like really work otherwise it was super wonky and barely worked so like one player would just control like the legs and where it would walk around to and the second player would control like the top half of the body like and it would it could rotate the torso 360 degrees and shoot also and you could pick like different machine guns or rockets whatever that you want mounted onto your arms or shoulders so so yeah it was super stupid that they had to have like two players do it i actually love that they basically built a game going let's make two people fight <laughs> what if, what if, what if we so, yeah. a game where where two people are constantly pissed at each other because they have to control the same yeah. character? Absolutely. <laughs> it was so funny because my brother and I, like, we always got along so good and we played video games together all the time. But like, that was one game that we're like, "Fuck, go this way! No, go this way!" Like, I yeah, like, I mean, it, I also feel like being so legs good. cannot possibly be as fun as being the rocket oh, no. arms. <laughs> It was stupid. It was nobody's, so like, nobody's like dibs on legs. All right, I got this. <laughs> Tom, do you got anything? Um, I was very partial to a futuristic jet skiing game called <laughs> Jet Moto. Oh, I remember that game vaguely. I don't yeah. know if I ever played it. I remember. Was that a PlayStation game? It was PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. And that, and and I can't find it anywhere. To be honest with you, I just, I just oh. really cannot. Yeah. Jet mode. I remember that game, Josh. You already talked about uh, what was it called again? Starcraft. Uh, Star Command. Star Command. Uh, yeah. Do you got anything but, else? Uh. I would say no, it's a back and forth because like I'm, I'm of a, I'm of just a different enough age group from you guys that like my memories, my like fondest memories of playing video games were like middle school to high school was like early two thousands era. Uh, but like my favorite, my favorite NES game I, I remember playing was monster party. Monster party is amazing. Punch, punch out of course, but monster party was one of those games that I know like nobody has heard of. And it was an incredibly difficult game and super fucking weird. You start off with this description of it's like, oh, you're this guy and you're coming home from a baseball game. And all of a sudden a demon came down from the sky and he was like, and he says, hey, man, my world's in trouble. You got to come with me. 
uh, unexplained uh, from that point forward you're in this demon realm which like it starts off with this really happy upbeat music and you're fighting like pairs of human legs that are like shooting lasers at you and skeleton monsters and all this weird shit and then like you get halfway through the level and the happy music turns into just like this it makes like a lightning noise and it does this like like slow like dirge sounding minor key music comes in and everything (laughs) is turned into just blood and skulls and after that level everything from that point on is is like weird kind of freaky and you have to go into these portals to fight bosses which could be anything from like one that looks like the plant from uh uh it looks like audrey too from uh, Little Shop of Horrors. It actually says, hello, baby, when you come in. And sometimes you walk <laughs> into the rooms with the bosses and it's just like a spider with its legs crumpled up and it says, sorry, I'm dead. <laughs> what? <laughs> you could just walk back out of the room after taking the prize you'd get for beating the boss. Yeah, sometimes he's just dead, you know? <laughs> I remember the hardest boss in that game was a bunch of like, tempura vegetables that ended with oh, a giant yeah. tempura shrimp that like shot shot onion rings at you yeah i forgot about that that game's <laughs> fucking amazing what was that called again monster party monster uh oh the, party. the gargoyle does come back unexplained when you drink a potion you turn into the gargoyle which means you I can think, fly think, and shoot I lasers think, i think when you go with the gargoyle i think it's supposed to insinuate that you and the gargoyle have become one entity to fight the monsters uh, Actually, hey, while we're on the subject of crazy monster games, let's just mention a game that everybody knows that is fucking bonkers, which is Altered Beast. <laughs> never played, never Altered, played it. You never played Altered Beast? No, I it's don't. Like a, it's, it's, like, it's like it's like a werewolf one, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah. it's so weird because it's you're you're like two Greek warriors in Greece, and if you punch enough things in the face, you turn into a werewolf. That's fucking crazy. Actually, Brad, let's talk about the weirdest game we all know: fucking Mario Brothers. <laughs> Mario Brothers is insane when you think about it for even a second. I think the second one's best. The second one, okay, so I actually know this a little bit about this. I don't know enough about this, but the second one, the reason it's so fucking weird is because they made Mario 2 in Japan and it tested it over here. And it was pretty much just like Mario 1 with slightly better graphics. And it was way fucking harder. And Americans hated it. They were like, like, we don't like this fucking game. It's too hard. So then they disappeared that game and they took another game that already existed and just reskinned it with Mario's. And that's why Mario 2 is so different. Too funny. Oh, oh wow. I didn't realize there was another one. I, I knew this wasn't like originally a Mario 2. I didn't yeah. realize it. Well, so the original Mario 2, years later on Super Nintendo, they released a Mario like super game that had a, a game on it called Lost Levels. And that's Mario 2. Really? Awesome. Yeah. So yeah. that's like something weird that i know but yeah mario 2 was just a totally different fucking game that still exists in japan that's not the mario characters oh that's crazy man oh, i never heard that the uh the full name of that original game was yumi kojo doki doki panic <laughs> uh, do, 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 doki doki is uh is a uh what do you call it not is it onomatopoeia when it's a sound onomatopoeia. It's a sure yeah, yeah. Do, doki doki is the japanese thing for heartbeat it's like beep beep doki 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 doki, doki, yeah. doki. that's like it doesn't mean anything it just means like your heart's racing <laughs> yes yeah, so, so it means heart racing panic 
That's yeah, what I'm like getting. It, it would be like it would be like Love Dub is like the American Heart Race, like Love Dub, Love Dub, Love Dub, or whatever. So it would be like Love Dub Panic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know why I know all of this. Um, I do listen to a lot of video game podcasts, but um, which I won't name. I'm just kidding. It's very funny to think that like. They took that game, they put in uh, Mario characters, and then after that was done, they were like, you know what, we're going to take those characters that weren't Mario out of that game and put them into Mario forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. Yeah, I never thought about that either, because like Shy Guys made comebacks later, and so did like the Crows and the, and the weird face key guys. All that stuff came uh, back. Birdo was in that one. Uh, yeah, that's right. We should do another one of these that's just about weird video game stuff because I, we could definitely do like an entire podcast just about oh yeah um like additional things that nintendo tried to sell you and also failed systems that are insane <laughs> like josh what's the word i'm looking for it's uh, uh like peripherals peripherals thank you yeah like like strange peripherals and failed systems we could probably talk for two hours about it's in yeah. Japan, yeah. it was fucking bonkers. Japan, uh, everything was sold as a computer first and video game system second. I just learned about uh, the other day that there was a thing for your Game Boy Color that was a full sewing machine that you could plug. You would, you would get the game, you would make the design on the game, you would plug your Game Boy into the sewing machine and embroider a design on fabric. Weird. That's fucking awesome, oh. though. Yeah, that's yeah. so cool. Like I love that idea, but like, oh, yeah, of course yeah. they didn't sell that to us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's such a weird thing to do. Actually, they did a thing. They did a failed thing recently with, um, I think it was with the Switch, where they uh, made these cardboard games you could buy. Oh, and you, okay. it came with like a piece of cardboard that you could turn into an item, and then you stick your Switch into it, yes. and then it would work as that thing. Like you could turn your Switch into a piano, or like a drum, or like. Oh. A bunch of different shit. And I, I don't think anybody bought that stuff. It was like oh. 50 bucks for like a cardboard box in like a program that you would download. Damn, yeah, I, you remember that? I know I would have been hyped about it when I was a kid, but like me as an adult, knowing that I'm going to spend 70, 60 to like $100, depending on the set, on something that I will do once to show, to show other people and then later hide in a room to not show other people. <laughs> right. <laughs> It yeah, plus with, I'd be starts like, with excitement and ends with shame. Of course. Sorry, Cody, go ahead. Oh no, I, I was just like, plus, how good is it compared to like a real keyboard? You know? Yeah, if it's sixty dollars, you could probably buy like a cool toy keyboard for the same amount of money. <laughs> yeah, there was no, this one uh, that I that they they made out of it where it had a backpack and it had like uh, <laughs> strings and hinges to arms, so you would wear it and then you would be playing a mech game where you were punching things. What? Uh, and it seemed so cool until I saw the reviews on it. They were like, "I just tried to bend the, <laughs> I just tried to bend the cardboard. I broke everything." <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Um, my other '90s uh, pull that I was going to have was uh, "Wayside School Is Falling Down." Did anybody ever get into those? No, never even heard of that. I vaguely yeah. remember the name of it. Was it a book? Yeah, it was a it was a book series. The Wayside School book series was just like some of the fucking weirdest stories that you would read, and some of them 
still fuck with me when I think about them. Like the, the, the way that the book would go is like chapter one was the first floor of the school. And then it would get up to like chapter 30, which was the, the top floor of the school. And there was one floor and I don't remember which one it was. I think it was floor 13 where you would, you would open up the chapter because they did multiple of these books and you would open up the chapter. It would be like, there is no floor 13 in Wayside School. And then you go to, you'd go to floor 14 and it would start the story again. And there was one point where this kid was like running late and they kept having to send him down the stairs. So he had to go down the stairs to get something. Otherwise he was going to be in trouble. And like, he ended up on floor 13 with all of these other people that were like, that just told him to be quiet and sit down in this room. Oh. <laughs> and they never heard from him again. And in a later chapter, they're like, I wonder where he is. I don't know. Nobody's <laughs> seen him in weeks. Uh, but like it was mostly like funny goofy stories and uh similar to like miss nelson is missing type stuff but like very simple it reminded me of that when you were talking about uh the peanut butter solution like a lot of there was like magic that happened i believe that one had a story where like this teacher would turn the bad kids into apples and then they tricked her into turning herself into an apple, which turned all the kids back. And then the janitor ate the apple being like, oh, cool, an apple on the desk. So oh, that, one, that, that one I remember vividly. And actually, when we're talking about books, I sent Tom the art from this time. I really want to get it tattooed on me. But there was a book that I was obsessed with as a kid called In a Dark, Dark Place. Um, and it was like a series of scary stories, but the artwork was amazing. Tom, do you remember I sent you that artwork? I do, yeah. Um, but there's one story that always fucked me up when I was a kid. It was called the green ribbon. And it was about this girl, this like cute little girl meets this cute little boy. And they like kind of play around and like, they obviously fall for each other. And she wears a green ribbon around her neck. And the boy's like, can I see what's under the ribbon? She's like, no. And then they meet again as teenagers and she's still wearing the ribbon. He likes her. And he's like, can I see into the ribbon? She's like, no. Uh, then they meet again when they're adults and they fall in love. And he's like, can I see another ribbon? She goes, you can never ask me to take the ribbon off ever again. And he goes, okay. And then it shows them as old people. They've lived their lives together. And she asks him, she's sick in bed. And she asks him to take the ribbon off. When he pulls it off, her head falls off. <laughs> and it like, it like really fucked me up as a kid. Oh, uh, no. But it really helped me like horror. And I actually had this other story about this kid who's like walking down the street. And he's looking for a man and everybody that's just so he's going up to these different men and he's like, I am looking for this guy. Have you seen him? And, the, and each guy goes, did he have big teeth like this? And they each have progressively larger and larger teeth for no reason. And the kids like running terrified from all these men with giant teeth, which is really yeah. interesting. I love that, too. He's so in the a weird like um, Aesop's fable or even a Brothers Grimm kind of feel to him. Yeah. Yeah. What were you saying, Cordy? Oh, in the '90s, were you scared of girls wearing chokers? Uh, I think it really, I think it really worked for me because I did like horror. <laughs> also, I, so now that I'm flashing back through all the stuff that I loved as a kid, it was all like a little bit horror, and every girl in it was just a little bit goth. So maybe that was what formed uh, so much of my life. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had to uh, I had to look up the other day. It might have been from that book. I had to look up the other day a scary story that I remembered and then like had to do a, a cursory like search for it to try to figure out if it was a real thing or something that I just had a nightmare about, <laughs> uh, which was uh, it was one of the it was from one of those books because we used to read those all the time, which is really funny because our mom is incredibly superstitious. 
I, it was one where this girl is like, she had just got into a fight with her parents. Like she did some sort of deserving act for it, but and it didn't seem qualifying to me. And she goes up to the mirror and she sees herself in the mirror and the version of herself in the mirror is like, the face is covered in dirt and her hair is messy. And so she like washes her face and then looks at herself in the mirror and the face is still covered in dirt and her hair is messy. So she starts like trying to wipe it off the mirror and starts like freaking out. And then the one from the mirror just grabs her, pulls her through the mirror and then goes out into her room. And when she's on the other side of the mirror, she's just in a, a like forest just surrounded by fog with like the sounds of animals screaming in the background. <laughs> and then the one that's the one that's the dirty her and washes her face and then goes down and sits with her parents for dinner. And I was always like, why did you, why is this story? Right. Yeah. That's, a, that's a great short story. That's a great short horror story. You, you've just introduced that there is at least one portal into another world with, uh, where, where I assume everyone has doppelgangers <laughs> that are all bummed out to be there. Uh, and if you're not nice, they'll switch places with you so they can eat your food. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> not my bagels. Yeah. Not my bagels. They're going to take your pantry bagels. No. <laughs> uh, real, real quick, real quick. It is Cordelia's birthday, so I think we should at least dedicate three minutes of this podcast to Hobo Pies. Thank you. Uh, Cordelia, you have the floor. Um, I want to point out that Tom came over last night and we had Hobo Pies. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of yeah. <laughs> um, that was I didn't, ex- I, I didn't expect hobo pies when I got there. I just want to add that. Um, but <laughs> I had, I had a, I didn't have, a, I had a savory hobo pie that was, um, that the in- the intention was it was to imitate a pizza. Oh, okay. So it was all vegan. Um, so uh, vegan uh, mozzarella with some. Uh, marinara and some uh herbs um and uh i'll uh give the floor back to cordelia so all i'm going to do so, Cord- <laughs> so, Cord- so cordelia really quick for people like me who never heard of a fucking yeah. hobo pie until they met michelle what okay, is a yeah. hobo pie <laughs> so i don't even really like camping but my <laughs> my favorite part of camping is eating hobo pies so I have a bonfire in my backyard well it's not always going i mean i can turn it off and turn it on or start fire <laughs> start a fire however you want to view it so hobo pies they're just um they're just like little um iron pie like um how do i describe it it has two um it's almost picture like a waffle maker um but it's like cast iron and it has two long rods almost like like sticks that you can like a marshmallow stick that you can shove into the fire so you just put two pieces of bread and then put whatever you want inside the bread so it seals shut in the fire and makes a pie um you know a lot of people love to make like uh pizza pies um or like we do, we also like to do like uh pie fillings like we did like a blackberry filling so yeah, it was fun. And that's like all I wanted for my birthday was to just have hobo pies. <laughs> the reason I bring this, the reason I bring Michelle up is because I never knew what a hobo pie was. And apparently she had obsessed over the idea of starting a business, a food truck that makes hobo pies. Yeah, uh, yeah. What was the name? It was really good. Oh, I, I don't remember what she said. Oh, but yeah. such a good name. I'd have to ask her. But anyway, she brought up hobo pies one day as though it was something that everyone knows about. And I'd literally never heard of it before that moment. Yeah. Well, so we uh, fires as kids, it was like corn, marshmallows, and fucking hot dogs, and that was it. Oh, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. 
Uh, you know yeah, what I do I mean, have in, I'm in my hotel fridge right now is I have uh, the first ever peanut butter and jelly sandwich I will eat in my lifetime. Uncrustable? Uh, no, no, no. Just a real or peanut butter the- and jelly sandwich. I've never had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in my lifetime. Oh, you made it sound like this is the one that you've been saving since childhood that you're finally getting. I can wish. <laughs> also, uh, Cordelia, I would argue that one would be crustable. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you for that. Uh, no, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, hate, I hated peanut butter as a kid. So oh, I so never sp- ate peanut butter jelly sandwiches. And Sitara had peanut butter in the house and I had gluten-free buns. So I was like, fuck it. And I made a peanut butter jelly sandwich for the road. So at some point tomorrow, I will try my first ever peanut butter and jelly sandwich. What was your go-to as a kid? What was your sandwich in your lunch? Like a uh, pony or something? Dude, I was so gross. I mean, let's get into it. Uh, you well, know we what know. I, <laughs> what I would make as a kid, I, lo- I loved making honey sandwiches with something I made all the time. Mm-hmm. I would literally just take two pieces of bread, put honey in it. Okay. Um, that sounds awesome. <laughs> uh, salami and mustard was a big one for me. Oh, yeah. Uh, bologna. I'd still like bologna to this day because I think I think when you grow up oh, yeah. uh, poor, <laughs> bologna is a, a flavor that you enjoy very much that even though you shouldn't eat it because it's fucking gross, you get used to it and you like bologna. Oh, yeah. Bologna we had, a flavor, we had yeah. Bologna. Yeah, yeah bologna uh, with Miracle Whip on mm-hmm. Wonder Bread yep. is and like one of those things that I feel like if I if I brought exactly that phrase up to, to certain people, they would like pass out. Uh, you, for, you, forgot, <laughs> uh, you forgot you forgot a, a, an extra thick craft singles or four yeah, regular yeah. craft singles piled on top of it. If you're my fat ass, <laughs> you know, actually, let's get into uh, here's a gross thing I used to eat as a kid. I used to come home from school. And my mom would regularly stock up uh, cans of frosting, you know, like Pillsbury frosting. Oh, yeah. I would crack one of those cans open and I'd break a graham cracker <laughs> in half and I would make my fat ass a, cr- a frosting sandwich that I would enjoy. Oh, that sounds awesome. awesome right now. That yeah. sounds amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. <laughs> that is something I used to do. Here's another thing I used to do all the time I would literally take a can of fucking chili or salsa okay. and a half a block of Velveeta and I would just sit and eat that entire thing after I melted it together in one sitting. Um, one we thing used to have like, times uh, where people would just be sitting in front of the microwave melting cheese and eating it. That was a oh thing yeah, in the cousin oh yeah. I was going to say, I was going to say, another thing that I used to do all the time is I would make my mom buy me sandwich pepperoni. <laughs> and I would just cover a plate in mozzarella and I would put the sandwich pepperoni on it and I would eat it like pizza with only the best parts. And I would just peel melted cheese and sandwich pepperoni off the plate and eat it with my fucking hand. I have two weird ones. Uh, our sandwich, like that, we would always have, would be a salami and like craft single um, that we were sent, you know, in school. But my mom would also put like Italian dressing on it. So by the time like it would be <laughs> lunchtime, it would be all soggy. <laughs> so then she started giving me like a little tiny plastic like uh, Tupperware container that looked like a shot glass filled with the Italian dressing, and then I would put it on myself. <laughs> but it was such a mess, like bringing it home in my backpack. My backpack was inside. <laughs> Um, and then another good one, like, was a bean dip that, like, my friend's mom created for um, for all of us when we were teenagers. It was just refried beans, um, uh, cream cheese, and salsa, and just mix it together. It sounds so gross, but it's so effing good. I need you to know that I think it sounds good and also like oh something I should, I should never put in my body at Dude, the same time. No, don't, don't ever do it because you'll be addicted and you'll be like, I regret all of this. <laughs> Tom, Tom, what was your time? You got any weird go-tos? I do. Um, a cheese sandwich. I was really into pickles. <laughs> oh. um, and and uh, my dad would do this trick. He would slice potatoes, raw potatoes, thin 
And then he'd layer them potato, craft cheese, potato, craft cheese on a plate what? and microwave it for like 10 minutes. And oh. he got like, you got like instant au gratin potatoes, man. It was actually really good. Um, yeah. Yeah. If, if, uh, if you got the stomach, I suggest it. Yeah. <laughs> I do. <laughs> oh, you know what? Okay. So Cordelia, before your, uh, before your brother went vegan, him and yeah. I, we used to make steaks like every other day together and we would marinate them in Dr. Pepper. Oh my Nick God. recently told me about this. That's so yeah. funny. Dude. Yeah. 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 It was wild. And we listened to the same Misfits album every time. I need to know yeah. really quick. Uh, <laughs> I need to know really fast a few things about this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Did you get that from somewhere? Did you guys just decide that was a thing you should do? We decided that it was a thing because <laughs> typically I would make a sauce, right? I'd make my own barbecue sauce. I was, you know, I, I, I knew what I liked as a kid, but like, um, so I'd use like chili sauce. And I think the thing that I would put in there was Dr. Pepper because it added sugar, right? To a chill, to like chili sauce. Right. Mm -hmm. So it just turned into, well, let's just put Dr. Pepper on it who cares you know and uh it ended up being great honestly you know we get these round steaks we'd burn them to hell and then we'd like eat it like jerky because it was so it was so messed up you know um but i swear to god i was the last person to eat uh to watch to see your brother eat meat because he's been a vegan for yeah uh, like it's been 20 years something it's been like 20 years yeah yeah i love that uh I like to think that those two things equate like you, you guys were on your like 600th Dr. Pepper's uh, steak burnt to shit. And Nick was like, I just can't do it anymore. I'm done. I can't oh, yeah. I'm done. Yeah, right. or, yeah. Flip side of that. He was like, doesn't get better than these Dr. Pepper steaks, Tom. And then he just quit. Cause that was the last one. <laughs> yeah. <you're gonna> have. <laughs> I also, like to think the latter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I love that term Dr. Pepper steaks. Also let's make a food truck called Dr. Pepper steaks. <laughs> Dr. Pepper, yeah. Dr. Pepper steaks. So like, so are they peppered steaks? No, no, no. You're not going to believe no, what no, we're no. doing. No, uh, no, no. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I would like uh I would like to to branch out though into the the extended Dr Pepper family of like you got your you get yourself like uh like some Tim Browns uh, uh, some do, some Dr Thunder is is with the uh the vegan option Josh I would go Pib Tim <laughs> I would take a a Mr Pib burger with a side of Dr Thunder fries uh do you have any uh jolt uh <laughs> jolt i never had jolt cola do you guys remember really? Justin? well yeah it was the same thing Justin, yeah, Justin tasted like if you left an rc cola out in the sun all day then decided to drink it yeah they were like pretty much the same drink they sucked yeah it was fucking I, feel like I, was, I feel like i was on the front line of the energy drink revolution because of course you know surgeon <laughs> jolt Surgeon Jolt disappeared because there was like complaints of how much caffeine was in it, right? And I, I feel that's what happened. I don't know if that's exactly what happened, but I feel it's what happened. But I remember when Red Bull came out, all these other energy drinks started coming out. So I remember one called Crazy Larry's Energy Drink. And <laughs> on the front of the can of Crazy Larry's was a skeleton that was dressed like Uncle Sam. And he was just holding two handfuls of lit dynamite. And, uh, <laughs> and, and that was crazy Larry's. Then there was, uh, 
blue ox and blue ox was actually really, really tasty. Right. But, um, that disappeared as well. Then there's balls. That's a B A W L S. I think um, balls is still around, Tom. I think balls is still around. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Back to crazy Larry just for a second. I don't know. Yeah, if you sure. know We're this, all Tom, getting back his tattoo, right? Yeah, absolutely. hundred yeah. percent. Everyone on this phone call has to be crazy Larry tattoo. Tom, can you draw it up? Uh, but uh, real quick, I think I think that um, the Mountain Dew logo back in the day was literally a uh, like a old prospector holding two sticks of dynamite. So I think the crazy exactly. Larry thing may really? have been that prospector's dead body. I don't want you to draw what what's actually on the can. I want you to yeah. draw from memory what you remember crazy Larry being. And that's what we're all getting tattooed. Okay, <laughs> yeah, cool. I can do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On our cheeks. <laughs> Tom, did you ever, did anybody else here ever have an experience with Bomba energy drink? I remember Bomba. Bomba I never, yeah, I remember to be Bomba clear, too. To be clear, guys, I literally never drank energy drinks. I remember when they came out and going, actually, here's something that you, you guys might not remember. When, when, when Red Bull first came out, I'm 90% sure it had ephedrine in it. Yeah, um, I, I tried those a few times, just like the Red Bull and the Mountain Dew amps. I tried both of those, and that's like it. Yeah, yeah. Like I think, I think, like I think, straight up when Red Bull first came out, it actually no. had ephedrine in it, which is a it, mild amphetamine. Yeah, no, no, ephedra, ephedra is yeah, it's a pipe, it's a, it's a, it's an amphetamine salt. But yeah, like um, I don't think it did though. Um, I know, I know, it had a lot of taurine in it. Like that's just like some sort of like vitamin B or whatever, right? But um, I believe it is at least. Don't quote me on that. Um, but I think um. I know that Red Bull came out with a cola that had a coca leaf extract in it. Um, maybe uh, like cocaine, like cocaine extract or whatever, but I, I don't think there's cocaine in it. I had Coca Cola. Yeah, Coca Cola had cocaine in the original recipe. In the original. Because Coca Cola yeah. was originally made to be, uh, I don't know how true this is. I should look into this before I say things like this. But Coca Cola was, me- was medicine, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was its purpose. I think alcohol, I think somebody told me that gin was made to be ladies' perfume. It still and it is. Was, and it wasn't meant to be drank. It was supposed to literally be like perfume, which is why it has <laughs> juniper in it. And then somebody figured out you get drunk on it. They're like, yeah, it's great. Put some tonic in it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's wild. I never heard that one. But that makes I sense. Really. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder I wonder <laughs> how much shit that we eat and drink today that was originally like supposed to like clean our floors or whatever. Like something some horrible use for it. And like, I don't know. This guy's drinking it. Oh, I use steakums <laughs> as deodorant. Oh good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steakum what does so, hold on. So do you just leave them in there or do you just wipe it down one time? You gotta let them marinate. Uh, <laughs> it's it's kind of like that, an armpit tampon. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Steakum is something yeah. that it lo- <laughs> steakum, steakum looks like a huge scab, first off, when you cook it. Even if it's cooked right, it looks fucking horrible. Yeah. Steakum is one yeah. of the few foods where, like, I cooked it perfectly. It looks like shit. But, you <laughs> know, I just learned you're supposed to cut them up, like, in a little tiny bit so it, like, crumbles. I didn't know. That. I was oh, just I listening to a podcast ago that said that. I did not know that. My my older I, brother no. used to eat steak them a lot. I, I we used to get it. I thought it was gross when I was a kid, but my family used to get it. I just remember my older brother really liked steak them. I think steak them may have been expensive. I feel like my mother would like protest to buying it. 
No, I think it was kind of cheap, but like we would always try to make like Tubby's subs, like because that's like Tubby's was such a treat in my house. So like we would try to make like our own, our own subs at home. And I never no- had I I never had Tubby's in my life till I moved to Ferndale. Well, dude, that day we get our fucking crazy Larry tattoos. We're going to fucking Tubby's afterwards. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, speaking of that crazy Larry tattoo, I need you to know that Tom just sent me a picture of the bottle. <laughs> I did, yeah, yeah. Real update. I need to update. You I guys guess and it, it was an Uncle uh, Sam. It kind of looks like he kind of looks like some sort of like um, he's wearing a, a ribbon tie, you know? Yeah, he's like oh. an old uh, timey. He's got a little bit of hair left. He's got a real big yeah, a grin. little hair. No hat. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I need you guys to know that this uh, is the worst tattoo all of us will have. <laughs> and I have been tattooed by one blind person. <laughs> also, like we have to get like VHS playback underneath it. Yeah. Oh yeah. It'll say crazy, Larry, crazy Larry's favorite podcast. VHS playback. <laughs> uh, this this fucking tattoo looks like something that some asshole would put on their truck that would say like back off underneath it. <laughs> yeah. 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 What's well, Rob, drink culture in a in shell. Rob, you're the only asshole with a truck in this group. <laughs> that, is, that is 100% true, unfortunately. And it is an all-black ram, so it's that much douchier. <laughs> um, Man, I just... Uh, for, for, first, um, I, have been, I have been mentally away because I was looking up the Bomba website to try to find... We know, Josh. We know. Uh, the Bomba hand grenades uh, energy drink. There, the, the the energy drink was literally a glass hand grenade shaped bottle that you would pull the pin, and when you pulled the pin, it took the lid off, so you could drink the what? grenade of energy. Yeah, uh, it tasted mostly horrible and gave such a burst of energy that you would be lightheaded temporarily afterward. Uh, what was this one called? Like, this one was Bamba. Oh, okay. it, literally, it literally looks like a grenade. I remember the bottle of it. I think you can still buy it at liquor stores. Yeah, Josh. you uh, can. Yeah. And my my friend, uh, my friend, I remember when I was in, uh, I think it was when I was in college, and I bought a bunch of Bomba from from Big Lots. He, drank, <laughs> he slammed one and was like, "Oh, this is pretty good." I, like he was like, "Wow, I feel pretty pretty energized." And then immediately crashed his car into the back of another car on the road on, uh, on Klein Road in Fraser, and then just waited for that guy to start driving and drove in the opposite direction. <laughs> I got the, uh, that's what happened, and that's that's why you don't butt chug Bomba. Josh, you could have just left it at. I bought a bunch at Big Lots. And it would have been hilarious. I, I, I don't know if I thought it was. I thought it was a little funny that Josh said the sentence. I bought a bunch of bomb energy at Big Lots, but I thought it was really funny how funny Cordelia thought it was. I bought a big batch of bomb at Big Lots, and boy, was it a good time. Like, there's never, there's never been a sentence that's ended well with "I just left Big Lots with," and then the rest of whatever it is. Because no matter what, I went to Big Lots. Uh, I went to Big Lots not that long ago because I needed a snow shovel. It's probably Go a year on. ago now, at least. And I and they had Mondo Cooler on the shelf, which is a squeeze it juice with like a planet decoration on the tab that you pull to get it out. Do you guys remember Mondo Cooler? No, it was like, uh, it was like off-brand squeeze its. Uh, they had them oh, stock okay. there. Oh, yeah, sure yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm ninety percent sure those haven't been made in twenty fucking years. No, I totally <laughs> remember. Yeah, yeah, they had a case of them on the shelf, and I was like. I don't, I think these are as old as I am. 
Score. <laughs> I should, you're right. I should have bought him. Actually, do you remember when Ecto Cooler came back in the cans? Oh, yeah. And, and this, so Rossick, uh, who I'm apparently going to talk about a great deal on this podcast, he was one of the people that was like, I'm getting all the fucking Ecto Cooler. And he bought like a case of it. So he yeah. still has like a bunch of Ecto Cooler in his garage oh, that is way cool. past expired in a can. And one day, I'll drink it. someone's going to drink that and it's going to kill them. <laughs> Well, dude, the bar that the bar that me and Tom will hang out at, uh, the bartender, he's a super nerd, but he bought like a bunch of cases and he was making mixed drinks of with Ecto Cooler. Was pretty awesome. Yeah, Yeah. pretty awesome. Uh, FTS. Yeah, because they plug that bar. (laughs) Club Club FTS in Roseville, Michigan. The only well, thing I like, I like happening that in Roseville, Michigan. Nobody says nobody says club foot, which is the joke of that bar. Yeah. That's the joke. That's the name of it. Club foot. It's a club foot. Oh, yeah, I used to think yeah, yeah, yeah. was a foot clan that, that drinks there. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah mass down to drink. It's the initials of the owner of the bar, Fran. Or I mean that true? You know, was the owner. It's very true, yeah. Oh, I thought Let it was foot traffic. Foot tran. Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah, foot traffic. Um, uh, how do you guys feel about the fact that when the Foot Clan was in the cartoons, they're robots, but in the movies, they were just teenagers? Very upsetting. I wanted blood. <laughs> Hold on. Let's back up. I need to understand the statement Cody that just made. Did you want the robots to be filled with blood, or did you yeah. want uh, did you want the kids in the uh, or the Foot Clan in the cartoon to be real kids that were dying? A bloody robots. Uh, I picture more as um, like a water balloon. Oh, okay. I like that. Actually, while you're, while you're on that, I feel like all, all mechanical things should have a, bl- a blood sack in them. Really? So that way like, it's really easy, easy to know when they're broken. Like the harder the head, just so you know when you kill them. Yeah, like, no, I mean, like, like, let's say I got a TV on. My cat, I don't have a cat, but my cat in this situation knocks the TV off. It hits the ground, blood sprays out of the screen. You know that part is done. <laughs> oh, damn it, Fluffy. <laughs> oh, no, my phone, drop my phone and there's blood fucking everywhere. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. it's the uh, the opposite of a, of a of like a safety feature. Yeah, is it a technological mine. advancement? No. Is it awesome? Yes. 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 I want mine to be filled with whale blood. Uh, why? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Sounds cool. Like I, I prefer more endangered species, but I feel like whale blood is awesome. I feel like you're getting a lot of bang for your buck as far as blood wise goes from whale too. So you're probably gonna have to kill less of them. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of um, electronic devices in the world, and whales cover most of them, right? One yeah, whale many, equals what two hundred thousand devices. That's what I said. How many iPhones you get in a whale? Also, uh, how much blood do you think is in a whale, uh, Tom? <laughs> um, I'll say. Uh, how, which, what kind of whale, first of all? Ooh, a sperm whale. Not, also, oh, that was, hold on, that more, was so fast, but go on. Also, one, one more scenario. <laughs> when, when you catch a whale, do you have to bleed it out like you would, like when you hunt a deer? Do you have to, like, tie it up by its back hind legs and, like, let it hang from a tree? I think, I think the word you look for is exsanguinate. Is that, is that really true? That yeah, term? yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's a way that you could, you could harvest the blood from the whales without killing the whales, I think. It's true. true. You just kind of suck the blood out, uh, like a oh, like dra- vampires. Yeah. You have to have a Dracula do it and then the whale will live forever. I need that, that job. <laughs> well, I'm probably going to be on some kind of government watch list for looking up, uh, how much blood in a sperm whale. Uh, uh but... <laughs> Yeah, Josh, Josh, what's the number? 
it's about uh, 20% of the whale's total volume. Oh, shit. Okay, so Josh, really? now, now Josh, you're going to have to find me a secondary number. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm going to see if I, can, if I can get... Okay, Josh, uh, hey, question. I need you to look up how much blood is in a sperm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In mine, there's a ton. Have you guys met my friend, uh, Tom Bestie? He's a whale Dracula. Flesh <laughs> <laughs> sperm donor. <laughs> you said 20%, right? I mean, all blood volumes exceeding 0.2 liters of blood per kilogram of body mass. And then it says, it starts with the, the 4 billion number. So it would be 0.2 times 4 billion. So Josh, how many, uh, co- Josh, how many code red mountain with the, how many code red mountains with a big, with a big mouth for chugging is that? Uh, well, uh, let me, let me pull up the launch pad here on my iMac <laughs> and, uh, break out the calculator. Um, um let's see well here. Facts. So, Blue whale facts, 2,500 gallons of blood in an adult blue whale. That's a lot of bang for your buck then. Yeah. Yeah. That was right to go, wasn't I? I think you were. That's like one shining (laughs) elevator full of blood per whale. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, elevator. Uh, Potentially uh, 30 million Mountain Dew big chugs. Oh, wow. <laughs> I like that. Now, big chug, big, code, now, big chug of code red, that's something I can get behind. Yeah. <laughs> that's the shoot code red. VHS uh, playback supports code red. <laughs> so, uh, 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 Dr. Pepper's not going to like the, these facts now. <laughs> we, uh, we, uh, we should probably wrap this up because it's been an hour and a half of the most unlistenable podcast we've ever made, which I am I proud of. I think it's the best. <laughs> um, I gotta say, guys, very proud of this. Maybe VHS Playback just becomes a podcast of nostalgia once in a while. And then we talk maybe, about not whales. Maybe every episode we celebrate my birthday. <laughs> hey, this uh, has been a great no. episode. And you know what, Cordelia? I want to take a minute to say... <laughs> Uh, I love you very uh, much. You're and happy birthday. Yes, you're welcome. Uh, to our listeners, um, <laughs> no whales have been harmed during the recording of this episode. <laughs> Not yet. Yeah, that comes later. I would love to let our listeners know that that statement did come from a whale Dracula who intends to harm all whales. <laughs> Not all of them. Only the uh, sweetest <laughs> Really quick, uh, think about how hard of a job it would be to be a whale Dracula. We just established how much blood is in a whale. Tom, it would take you so long to drink all that blood. Yeah, but I, would I it be a giant? They're, it's, they're called trade secrets, guys. How many oh, lifetimes? <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think that Tom could possibly drain enough blood from a whale as a whale Dracula to kill that whale. I think one whale, whatever its lifespan would be, wouldn't even mind a whale Dracula. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, trade secrets again. Actually, can we talk about vampires for two seconds before we get off this thing? Please, (laughs) yeah, yeah, please. Uh, In vampire movies, the vampires suck so much blood out of someone's neck that they die. Uh, We have what? Not all the time. Nine to 12 pints of blood in our body. How much is in the human body, Josh? Oh, boy. Getting on that watch list. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. There's about 13 pints of blood. I think it's about 13 pints of blood in the human body. Okay. I could be wrong. Imagine drinking a pint, a single pint of something as thick and viscous as blood. That would be like eating, I don't know, three hamburgers. This this website broke it down. I'm sorry. This website broke it down as 
babies, children, adults, <laughs> and then pregnant women. Okay, so oh. Josh, real quick, I'm gonna need to know how much blood's in your average baby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, babies born full term, they've got a, a hearty uh, 75 milliliters of blood per kilogram of their body weight. So, on average, about uh, 270 milliliters of blood in their body, or 0.07 gallons. When you okay, get up to an 80 pound child, though. That's when you get in that real blood. You get about 0.7 gallons. There's no world where Tom, and, and it's going to be Tom. There's no world where Tom could. Wait, could finish, wait, there's no world where Tom could finish one baby off in a sitting. Uh, you know, don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. I mean, you know, like. All right, guys. Next episode, mini episode is we're all going to listen to Tom drink a gallon of blood. <laughs> and then just like every mini episode, we're going to rate uh, the taste of baby blood, um, you know, teenage blood and pregnant women blood uh, by 10 stars. Give it a for 10 stars. <laughs> How many vampire movies have you seen where a vampire sucks the blood out of somebody and they die? Josh, here's another thing I need you to look up really quick. How, how long does it take the body to replenish? <laughs> Well, uh, let me, let me, this same website, uh, healthline.com. I'm very concerned with this place. Here, here is, uh, uh, how much blood you can lose before dying. Uh, this comes in classes. So if you got to class four, if you lost more than 40% of your blood, that's uh, so much blood. Look at the size of me. And in the average person, if the average, if the average, Average person has about 1.2 to 1.5 gallons of blood in their body. Uh, then you can lose like up to half a gallon of blood and be okay. Oh, that's yeah, nobody's right. no yeah. vampire, no Tom Best. There's no way you're crushing a half a gallon in one sitting. It's just not going to happen. So, Josh, the question becomes: How long does it take my body to regenerate that half gallon of blood that Tom has sucked out of me? Uh, you know, this <laughs> website doesn't uh, doesn't bring that up, but um, it, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure that's somewhere. I know. Of a, I I, Sorry, I, I want to. I don't. I know the story of how in India there are is a superstition of donating blood. So what hospitals would do is they would pay people commission to convince people to donate blood. That's that. This is something that actually happened. And what they what they found is that some people would actually kidnap um, uh, folks and then drain them of their blood. Tom. In fact, they would. This is real shit. This is actual Tom. stuff. That, yeah. Was it you? No, Rob, I'm not <laughs> in India. And, and, you know, um, but also, also, but they wouldn't. They would. They wouldn't let them die. They would like you know drain them like you know near death, and then they would drop them off at a bus stop or something. But <laughs> this is a real thing, though. And this is uh, really what I do, though. This is really my job. <laughs> Tom's, really, Tom's really revisiting that crime scene on this podcast. And that's why it's so important for me to get to those whales. Absolutely. <laughs> this is why. And on that note, I want to do a quick wrap up. But before we wrap up, I do want to say, Cordelia, happy birthday. I love you. I can't wait to see you again in person. Happy birthday. Well, thank you. Happy birthday to all of you guys also. I appreciate Cordelia. it. Cordelia. Cordelia. Yeah. I don't drink blood. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say happy birthday. I thought that was going to be the thing that we each said. Uh, but Tom, Tom definitely won that round. When in India, right, Tom? Cordelia, happy birthday. I might drink blood. <laughs> Thank you, Jack. Well, all right, let's sign it off. This has been the weirdest episode we've ever done of VHS Playback. Uh, happy birthday, Cordelia. 
Uh, Thank you. This has been super fun. Thank you for joining us. And I'm so glad I got to hang out with you on your birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Cordelia. Cool. Thanks, guys. Happy birthday, Cordelia. Thank you. It's been fun. Thanks for doing this podcast with me, guys. Love you guys. Love you, too. Uh, And good night, everybody. Good night. Bye. 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 Bye.